You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome to Nine Lives with Dr. Cat on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Katherine Prim. And with me today, I have Dr. Lynn Barr. She is a specialist and an expert on all things feline. And we wanted to discuss today some things that you can do to make life better for your cat. And so we will be back with Dr. Barr after these messages. Not pumped about cleaning the litter box? Try World's Best Cat Litter Zero Mess, the litter that gives you two times better clumping and more odor control with less litter. That's right. You scoop once and you're done. No chiseling, no scraping, no crumbling, no problem. Looking for fast and easy litter box cleanup? Zero Mess. Try it. You're welcome in advance. Save $2 on World's Best Cat Litter. Visit www.saveonworldsbest.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to Nine Lives with Dr. Cat on Pet Life Radio. I'm here with Dr. Lynn Barr. Welcome, Dr. Barr. Hi, thank you so much for having me. So I'd like to talk today about some ways to make cat lives better. And I want to start with some things about cats, maybe, that that cat lovers need to know. Can you share some of your thoughts on that? Absolutely. We could probably break it down into five essential things that I think are very important for most cat owners to provide for their cats in order to keep them happy and healthy. Maybe the first thing we could talk about is giving them safe places, something that most owners don't think about. But lots of cats, just like ourselves, like to have a place of their own, somewhere where they can just get away from it all. And providing a safe place for them is a wonderful way to start. You can do it by bringing a box home and giving a cat a box to just sit in or sleep in. You can open a closet door that they've never seen before that you normally keep closed so that they can go in there and maybe find a nice little corner to relax in. Uh, Especially if you're having company or you have a busy household, cats really like to burrow into dark places. Do you think that it is a function of a cat feeling maybe a little bit vulnerable and and wants to have a place that, that he or she can defend and hide? Absolutely. Not only do they feel vulnerable because, you know, in the wild, not only do they prey upon animals, but they're preyed upon as well. Most cats born outside in the wild are actually born in a den somewhere or their mother has taken them and placed, you know, or or had the litter in a nice dark place where they would not be preyed upon, where nobody would know that they were there. So that is absolutely ingrained in them. So the desire to feel safe is really kind of an instinct for cats. And I think cat lovers need to realize that and need to know that that is a need that they have to meet. 
not only that, you know, how they catnap all the time. And so they're never really deep asleep. They always have to be aware because they will be preyed upon. So finding a place where they can go and actually really get a good sleep is essential. I think that uh, it is an excellent point about the boxes because we we make fun of and joke about cats and boxes and there are videos on the internet of cats with boxes and I even wrote an article for I Heart Cats, Why Does My Cat Like Boxes? So our cats are trying to tell us what they want and what they need and it's really just a safe place. Dr. Barr, do you know of any other items that our listeners could kind of recruit to help cats have a safe place? Absolutely. A fun thing that people can do is to take a sheet or a blanket and put it over a table, like a cocktail table or a side table, and create a tent. And so cats living inside really need variety in their lives. It's fairly stagnant within four walls. And anytime you can just sort of add a little bit of something and make it a little bit different and fun helps. So you could create a, a nice space, again, closing off a room and the next day opening it up is almost like a brand new place to explore for a cat. Same with throwing something over a table. It gives them a nice place to crawl under and feel like they have their own little tent. I think that's a great idea and an excellent way for a cat lover to bond with a cat because if you cover a coffee table with a sheet, there's no reason that you can't engage in some fun games with the sheet. And that brings us to another area where pet lovers and cat lovers can make lives better for cats, and that is in bonding with their cats. Dr. Barr, do you have any ideas on that? Well, absolutely. To begin with, when bonding with a cat, I think it's important to let the cat speak first. We come home from work and the first thing we want to do is pet the cat or lay on the couch and have the cat come up to us. Never force the issue. Always let the cat speak first. I happen to charm cats with play and very few cats can resist it when you want to play. They love to play. And so the more you play with your cat, the more you bond with the cat. They will come and seek you out and ask you to play with them. You know, I, I was just uh, talking with someone that I know about how cats have a tendency to seek out those that don't seek them. This particular person was saying that she had a friend who was an allergic, a cat allergic person, and it never failed. If her friend was at her house, the cat would instantly approach that person. So we laughed and talked about how cats really like when someone doesn't instigate with them and they can come to that person. And it's just kind of a fun cat catitude that they have. That is exactly right. If you approach a cat, a normal cat, their first instinct is to walk away. <laughs> if you just sit there and don't do anything, they're much more apt to come and explore you. So I think if we use these strategies and we sort of place ourselves in the eyes of the cat, then we think about the instincts and how they want to feel safe. They want to be bonded with. They want to be entertained. And I think that entertaining a cat's body and mind is sort of where we're going with all of this. Can you expand on that for us, Dr. Barr? Absolutely. So again, I charm cats with play. They find it hard to resist, especially if you're playing some sort of hunt and chase and tapping into that instinct. Cats absolutely just love that. 
So what about some other instincts that cats have? What about cats and scratching? Well, you know, most people, if you ask them why they think a cat scratches, the number one reason that the person will answer is to sharpen their nails. And while there's some truth to that, that is really low on the list of reasons why cats scratch. The primary reason that they scratch is communication. It is a form of talking to cats. And in today's terms, I call it texting. It's how a cat texts to another cat. And scratching leaves a scent as well as a visual marking. And so they're speaking through scratching, which is very important. It also allows them to stretch. They have back muscles and shoulder muscles. And, you know, we all love a good stretch. And so do cats. And so that's a second reason. A third reason is it actually reduces stress. It releases energy and releases stress. So it is an important part of what a cat does, an extremely important part. So you're saying that cats give a brand new meaning to talking with their hands? Absolutely. Again, it's just like texting. They're getting on their little cell phone, which is their scratch post, and they are talking away. So the stretching, that's kind of like yoga then for cats? It's, it's overall good for their well-being? Absolutely. You know, they have to reach up and stretch those muscles. We all would do better if when we wake up in the morning, we took a good stretch. They automatically know that. So what about climbing? We give them things that they can scratch on, but do they need to climb too? That depends on the cat. So some cats like to climb high, other cats like to burrow low. I think that that's a total preference to the cat. Most cats do like to climb. If you look at cats out in nature and in the wild, you will see them oftentimes walking on a fence post or getting up onto the roof. So they instinctually typically do, but not all cats are the same. So you're saying it's really important to provide options so you can find out what your cat specifically likes. Correct. Providing them in the home with a variety of ways to express their natural behavior. You know, it's a new thing to actually have indoor cats. It's only been within the past 50 years that we've started to keep cats exclusively indoors mostly indoors. And so it is important to provide them with as many things that they would do on the outside inside. So we should think about the cat being a hunter and, and that he or she would like to chase, which is where we tie in the chase toys, would like to hide and would like to hunt. So, so we can think of different ways to address each of these needs for cats. And Dr. Barr has some good ideas for items that you might have or add to your cat's life. Yes, and you just mentioned as far as hunting and that brings in a topic of foraging. You know, cats outside that were unkept or wild cats have to hunt for their food. They're not given a bowl filled high with dry food. One of the ways that I encourage people to have their cats forage is to actually put small amounts of food on plates around the house so that they have to go and look for their food, not have their food in the same place all the time, always. Like us, if you have a little bit on your plate and you finish your plate, 
you typically feel full afterwards. And so let's say you are feeding dry food, although we prefer wet for cats, but if you are providing dry, you can put 20 to 30 kibbles on a plate. You could put four or five plates around the house, maybe under a chair, behind the couch, up on a tabletop hide them per se and a cat will go and eat the 20 kibbles and feel full walk away take a nap you know do what they do get up come back the plate's empty they then have to go and look for another plate of food so that's an excellent way to combat obesity then it it exercises their mind and their body and helps them avoid eating from boredom So we're going to have to take a little bit of a break and we'll continue with this topic and more information about ways you can make your cat's life better right after these messages. They called it elephant skin. It was rough, wrinkly, like a Brillo pad. His hair was falling out in clumps. Petey stopped eating and all his hair fell out. Our golden retriever, Sundance, he scratched incessantly. There was hair all over. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. 859-428-1000. The omega-3 fatty acids. Flaxseed, zinc, alfalfa. The digestive enzymes that are cooked out of regular dog food. Dynavite is nutrition. Within two weeks, the shedding slowed down to almost none. The scratching went away after a few days and... Sundance's coat was starting to get shiny and glossy. It's a 180 turnaround. His skin has cleared up. He is not in pain. If your dog has shedding, dry skin, excessive scratching due to Dynavite. 859-428-1000. 859-428-1000. Dynavite for life. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Molly, here's your dinner. <laughs> Zeus, that's not your food. Don't let that happen to your precious cat. Elevate your cat's eating experience with the Cat Tree Tray. The Cat Tree Tray keeps your cat's food off the floor and conveniently located on the cat tree. It's the perfect way to eat. It's a beautiful wrought iron tray that easily attaches to your cat tree and keeps dogs and other critters out of your cat's dish. A must for multi-pet households. There's a 6-inch tray for large bowls and a 4-inch tray for smaller bowls. Purchase your Cat Tree Tray today. Go right now to CatTreeTray.com. That's CatTreeTray.com. C-A-T-T-R-E-E-T-R-A-Y.com. Let's Talk Pets. Let's Talk Pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to Nine Lives with Dr. Cat on Pet Life Radio. We have Dr. Lynn Barr talking about ways to make cats' lives better. And let's pick up where we left off at exercising mind and body with hiding treats, Dr. Barr. So I have another suggestion for hiding treats and feeding, and that would be to use brown bags, the old sandwich bags that we used to take with us to school and to work. Uh, You can still find them at the dollar store. So you take brown bags and you put some treats or kibbles in it and you teach, you leave it down and you watch the cat stick their paws in it and actually pull their food out. 
Once they've gotten used to doing that, you can twist the end of it and sort of rip the bag open a little bit and let them go and rip the bag even further and get their treat out. It's kind of like the kill. And once they've accomplished that, you can take these bags, don't rip them open, twist them shut, and again, hide them around the house. Make your cat hunt for them. Once they find them, let them kill it and rip it open and then let them eat it. So you think that the key to all of this is finding a novel item, making something seem a little bit different for a cat? Absolutely. You know, remember, again, they were outside. They walked the neighborhood. They visited different homes. They chased leaves. They climbed trees. Life was a little more exciting for them than it is in four walls. It's happier and healthier for them within the four walls, but really as owners, we need to provide them with more variety, things to do, games to play, and to change things up. That is wonderful. So we have life enrichment ideas for cats, but if you think about the things cats do that they they scratch and they climb and they hide and they hunt, they also use a litter box here in our house with us these days. So can we talk a little bit about ways to make litter box habits positive for cats? Yes, absolutely. You know, when it comes to a litter box, when it comes even to food and feeding, our cats do not have any choices. They don't pick the bowl they eat out of or the location that they eat. They certainly tell us their preferences on the food that they eat, but otherwise we choose everything for them. The same goes with the litter box. We choose what litter box they use, where they use it, what litter they use, and how often it's cleaned. So the first thing to really think about is that we have chosen it for them and asked them to use it. And most cats do. And most cats are very good about it because they're, you know, fastidious about themselves. They don't want to leave waste all around either. So litter box location is extremely important. I know most people like to put it somewhere where it's away from where the humans are in the home. But that's also leads to not cleaning it as often. And so I like to put litter boxes in non-traffic areas because cats do get scared. You know, think of ourselves when we're in the bathroom. We don't want everybody walking in and walking out while we're using the potty. So you do want a private place for them, but you don't want it isolated to where you don't go in there and clean it often. Certainly, if you think about how clean cats are and how fastidious they are, if they got a vote, I think that they would say, we're not cleaning their boxes enough. What do you think, Dr. Barr? I totally agree. You know, we have the liberty of sitting down on a toilet. They actually walk into their litter box. So any waste that's in there, they are walking on top of, as well as the fact that cats smell is so intense and sensitive and they walk into the litter box and they're smelling it as well. So it's very important to keep it clean. And the odors carry messages too. So we have to be aware that some of the things we see in our world are muted compared to what our cats see because of the way they hear and smell and see and perceive vibrations. So it is very important for us to try to address these things that we really can't see. Absolutely. And, you know, we're very picky about our bathrooms. Most people are. If you went to work and nobody flushed the toilet, 
during the day. If we walked in, we know it's not going to touch us. It's not really going to hurt us, but we still don't want to enter into a bathroom that the toilet has not been flushed. And I think cats are equally the same way. Right. Yes. If you go into a bathroom and and it hasn't been flushed, you'll go to the next stall or you'll move away. So don't expect your cat to do anything less. So we've talked a little bit about hiding and finding safe places. And Dr. Barr has actually invented a cool little way for you to meet this need for cats. Tell us about that, Dr. Barr. Oh, I found a fun product for cats that they love. It combines a cardboard box with a paper bag. And so it is a brown paper tunnel that cats can play in, sleep in, and hide in. So what else can you tell us about this product? I call it the hide and sneak. For some, they like to hide in it. For others, they like to just sneak around in it. It is, in multi-cat households, it's a lot of fun. Cats like to jump on top of it and chase others through it. In single-cat households, I find that most cats just really like to claim it as their own home. It expands out to almost three feet, so it's very long, and it has an entry and exit point, and it's a great product for them to go in and sleep in and just spend most of their day in. So it actually addresses several of the topics we've talked about today. It is a safe place. It meets some instincts to hide. It provides entertainment for mind and body. And if you take advantage of playtime around the hide and sneak, it helps you to bond with your cat. It does. In fact, it's really fun because it's made out of paper. It crinkles. And so you can always take your finger or a stick and run it along the edges of it. And the cats inside love to bat at it and chase even a light through it. So it does provide an awful lot of entertainment. And who doesn't like to watch their cat play? We all watch cat videos. I like to watch my cat play and other cats play too. Dr. Barr, you are in exclusively feline practices, and I would certainly like for our listeners to get your input on some ways to keep cats healthy too. That is so important. The stress of bringing a cat into a clinic prevents a lot of cats from receiving medical care. And so the first thing is to get your cat acclimated to a carrier at home. I like to leave them out. In fact, it's a normal part of our living room. We have one in our bedroom and we leave it once a day. I actually throw a treat in it and my cats are very used to going into their carrier. The next step is really getting them accustomed to the car. And so just once they're in the carrier, just putting them in the car and letting them sit there for five minutes and then bringing them back inside is another way to get them sort of used to going to the veterinarian. That is the first step in doing it. Once you are able to have your cat really be accustomed to the carrier and not care about the car as much, frequent veterinary visits. And, you know, cats age a lot quicker than we do. And so, going to a vet once a year is really about two to three years in a cat's life. And so a lot of time has gone by. I believe in good exams. I think it is the most important thing that you can do is have a veterinarian examine your cat from nose to tail. 
we pick up on things that owners had no idea were going on. Blood work is essential. I love to follow cats and their blood work. It tells me very early on how to prevent certain diseases and how to keep my eye on those diseases. Yes, I think that it is a myth that people kind of believe in that cats don't need to see a veterinarian if they aren't due for some kind of vaccine. So I know in my practice, we certainly encourage well cat visits, whether or not they're due for any kind of vaccine. Certainly, I need to see those patients to be able to make sure I find out about the problems early on. Cats love to hide from us that they are not feeling well. Do you have that experience as well, Dr. Barr? Absolutely. You know, I so frequently will look in a cat's mouth and see a resorptive lesion. This is a slow progressive disease that eats away at the teeth. And owners are not accustomed to looking in their cat's mouth. In fact, you know, it can actually be dangerous if owners are looking in their cat's mouth. So it's better left to a veterinarian. Looking into their eyes and screening for high blood pressure, which is also common in cats these days, are things that we pick up on that owners are not trained to do and are not supposed to pick up on. So seeing them once a year is very important. It also gives me the opportunity to talk to the owner and, and talk about the lifestyle and to you know check the cat's weight and make sure they're not underweight, they're not overweight, to discuss nutrition and to talk about environmental enrichment. Oh, nutrition. I hear a lot of questions about what should I be feeding my cat? And you mentioned that you like wet food for cats. Can you expound on that a little bit? Absolutely. So um, we do see a lot of obesity in our pets these days. And as well as in people, we are eating a lot more carbohydrates. We're eating a lot of high calorie foods. And contrary to what most people think, canned food is actually much lower in calorie than dry food is. And I know most of my clients have believed the opposite. They've always been scared to feed wet food because they thought their cat would get fat. And the opposite is true. Dry food is very high calorie, whereas canned food is lower. Canned food has a lot of moisture in it, and cats are getting more water through their canned food than they are when they're eating dry food. So the canned food has more protein in it than the dry food does. There's a multitude of reasons why canned food is really good for your cat. I think that it is also really, really important for cat owners to recognize that all pet food is not created equally. And so ask your veterinarian about the brands that you have chosen, because just because it is a canned food doesn't necessarily mean that it is better. And your veterinarian sees lots of cats and has definitely an input on brands and choices. I couldn't agree more. You know, additionally, something that's very important is that people know that their animal is eating and how much they're eating. And one of the problems that I find with dry food is that a bowl is full and we always notice when a cat is eating, we hear the crunch. We also look and when the bowl is empty, we know to fill it. But a couple of days could go by and a cat could not be eating and an owner could really not notice that. 
that they haven't been hearing the crunch or they haven't been filling the bowl. So with canned food, putting it out regularly really gives the owner an actual eye visual. You put the can down, the cat is hungry, they come over and eat. And if for any reason they didn't, you would know something was up and you would be able to schedule an appointment immediately. So remember that your cat likes to hunt. So if you can engage the cat in a game before you offer the canned food, then that meets a lot of the things we've talked about today. Bonding, hunting, providing a food that is good for the cat. So think about incorporating some playtime in your meal times as well. So it looks like we are about out of time. Thank you very much for joining us. For Nine Lives with Dr. Cat. Again, I am Dr. Catherine Prim, and we're here on Pet Life Radio. And I also want to thank our producer, Mark Winter, and Dr. Lynn Barr for taking the time to teach us about our cats today. I hope you have a perfect day. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. <laughs>